All right, and we are live again. Dre, cheers. cheers. Episode three. Let's What's up, it. guys? We're back. All right, so, um, Dre, how's your week been? Actually, it's been two weeks since the last show. You've been busy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, March is usually a little busy, uh, especially around St. Patrick's Day. Uh, my other half, his birthday is the 18th, right of St. Patrick's Day. Shout so. out to Shanene. Happy, uh, Official 30th birthday, we wouldn't come last year, so it's like a, a 30 plus one. It, it was like a, a dirty do over, I think they call it. Um, I like that, yeah, it, it's pretty dope. But, um, she had a great time, we all had a great time, I think. So, it's about had a little shindig, you know, COVID safe, you know. DeWine, I know you watch these, Uncle DeWine. We, I got you, <laughs> I got you, fam. We're here. Um, but yeah, no, last two weeks haven't been bad. Um, just you know, taking right, life well, day by day. What about you? I've been. Uh, I'll say busy somewhat, a little yeah. bit, trying to get back into the gym a little bit, work out, working side jobs, this, that, and the other. I'm sore. Shane, screw you. He can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should have you, you worked that side job the other day. It was uh, it was work, but it was well worth it. I thought about it, but I got to go to my regular job sometime. I mean. <laughs> they like when I no, show he, up. At so one point, he didn't make a comment. He's like, dude, I wish Drake could be here. Because like. Again, it was tedious. I'm still sore from it, but you know, it was it was worth it. Oh yeah. And uh even when you do hard work, if you with the right people, like I feel like it goes by a oh, little quicker absolutely. and it's you know, it makes it not so bad that you're yeah. working so hard. And like the dude that was uh he actually travels and does this stuff, so he kind of gave us some tips and tricks as we went. And you know, once you get a rhythm going, you just start knocking it out, like right, right. And I think just about the time I was supposed to quit, um, Ashley was there. She was on FaceTime with one of her friends. She's like, all right, I'm about to go. And she looked up when I was on the roof. She's like, never mind. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what he's doing up there. Yeah, see, that part, I'd have had to pass. And like, Dre, get up on that roof. Nope, I will not be the fellow that breaks the camel's back. Hell no. <laughs> I was on the top letter. I was like, just so you know, I'm still getting paid. <laughs> I ain't clock out yet. <laughs> no, but uh, I feel like that's a good transition going into it because, uh, you know, last time we said, hey, this podcast is about to be work ethic. And uh, just like what we've noticed between us and different generations. And I think then I said between us and the younger generation, but th- I mean, there's people that have the same lack of work ethic all the way through, but mm-hmm. I just feel like the younger generation needs a wake up call. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. They, mm-hmm. a lot of the younger generation have no idea what like, so anybody can say like, all right, Hey, I'm, I got work today or I'm going to work. But like, I felt like, I like we took that to a different level. I didn't have to just work today. Like I got to work two jobs, come home, do like some schoolwork, right? And then I got to be up in like four and a half hours because like I got to be at job number one again. again. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, it, it's not. It's just not. It's not the same. <laughs> like, what is your longest straight hours working? My like, longest, your, like, your longest work hour? day, like. So you're, you know, even if it's two jobs, three the, jobs. The better question will be, how many hours did I sleep? Because once you start getting into the teens and stuff and adding, and I can't do all that. <laughs> <laughs> Carry the what? Yeah. <laughs> so I would say the 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 least amount of hours that I slept because I was at work the entire time. Um, I have slept in minimum of. Like two and a half, three hours, because you know that first half hour you ain't really asleep. Like, no, you no, sleep, but no. like, like yeah. if somebody wake you up, like I might take you out. For Especially if you don't unwind before you go to sleep. Right. Yeah. yeah you're oh no, I, I slept at work. 
in the car. <laughs> I had to come back. Like toothbrush, back seat. Yeah, I, like, I carry it like a go bag with all that stuff. But I think my longest, probably my longest shift at one job was 18 hours. But I've had between two, I think it was like 22 hours. Yeah. But I was technically gone for 24. Um, I worked one, went to the next one. And then, you know, worked overnight. But then after work ended, I had a class online I had to do to get certified for some stuff, like, right. to continue work. So I got home after the time I was at work the day before. Makes sense. And that was just, I, I was tired, but I didn't, like, have a problem with it. Yeah, so there's something like you, I felt like in, like in that moment, like, I had to do it. You yeah. Know? Like, I just didn't have a choice. It is what it is. But at the time, did you have to do it or did you just create that mindset for yourself because that's what you expected of yourself? I felt like I created that mindset for sure. Um, but at the same time, like a small fraction of me feels like I had to do it um, just because like I I didn't have like anybody really to depend on. Like, right. like if I didn't do it, like that was just that just didn't get done. Um, but at the same time, like that longest, the, the specific period I'm talking about where I worked the most was also um it was an exciting time because it was during the uh world series okay 2016 so it was like i'm tired and i just i just don't know how i'm functioning or standing but at the same time like this is might be once in a lifetime kind of thing so yeah. i gotta do it and i remember yeah about that time us being at the bar yeah like just nodding off want like, a beer yeah <laughs> all right let's go like, let's just go home like, right right like we ain't get the beer we're not going to like, just... <laughs> no it's, it's funny like when I first started working two jobs 10 summers ago, 11, a long actually, time. <laughs> 11 summers ago, um, I kind of just made that decision. Like I was my freshman year had like finished the school and I was like, when I come back, I got to take care of stuff. I did. I wasn't right. really working when I was in school at the time. I didn't have a car. Like I didn't have the means to get other places. So it was like limited on campus. They weren't really hiring, especially work study. Right. Right. And um, even once I got a work study job, it was like 11 at night to three in the morning. Like stuff that other people wouldn't do, I'm like, right? Just, you know, throw me in there. Um, which is a part of getting into like the workforce, you got to learn like you work the grunt stuff no, first. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, I actually liked it though because I didn't have to deal with like craziness, it's peaceful, it, yeah. <laughs> it was great, but um, and work study is not too bad anyway. Like, they kind of know work study, so like they know you're going to be like you know, looking up stuff for class and doing your homework, and right? So they, they have leeway on that, but I came back and I just started hitting it. And I think I was working 50 to 60 hours at first. And I remember going up to my GM toward the end of that summer. I was like, hey, look, we got to talk about hours. Like, you know, like, I really need to talk to you about this. And he told me, like, if you quit, I'm going to be pissed. I was like, actually, I want more hours. Right. He's like, don't you work a full-time job? I was like, oh, I do. Uh-huh. I was like, I want you to figure out where I'm going to get more here, though. Right. And I did that, you know, 70-plus for a while. And then just kind of kept going. <clears throat> and... You know, I worked my way up from that to be like a leader of an area and then to, you know, a manager. And I would get so mad because there was a kid. He walked up and he's like, Mike, man, they had me working seven hours today. And I was like, when I show up here, <laughs> I've got, nine, I've got nine hours in. Right. Plus the eight in front of me. Right. I was like, can you do that math real quick? Man. He's like, man, that's a lot. Like, oh, that's like 17. But then you got to count like when you get home, you got to shower, eat wind down, go to sleep, wake up two hours later, and then do it again. Right. He's like, but I got to work six hours tomorrow. Oh, I was like, yeah. in those two days, 
you know, that's less than today that I've already worked. Right. And now we're going to do this. And I was like, I just don't understand where the work ethic is. Yeah. And I maybe it's because a lot of those kids are in the suburbs and they don't have bills or worries. You know, some of them just have gas to pay for it. And even that, right. they get that money. Right. It's like they don't, they don't have anything pushing them to work a little harder. Right. Yeah. I remember like, so I remember working multiple jobs and by the time I started, like my first hour into work on Wednesday, I had already like surpassed 40 hours. Oh, for sure. Like between like jobs. And that's with your work week starting Monday, not Sunday. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I would, I would see people like, oh man, they, they want me to stay extra, you know, three hours a day. And, you know, I might have like 10, I might have 10 hours overtime on a check. And I was like, man, I wish the 40 some hours I worked at the other place was overtime. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. I remember probably like my fourth year in college, I went for five. Mm-hmm. My fourth year, I was kind of over school. <clears throat> I was still going, but I didn't want to be there. I remember. <laughs> so Monday morning, 5 a.m., I would drive out to Toledo, two-hour drive. I would go get there in time, kind of settle in, go to class, handle class from Monday to Thursday. Thursday, when I got out of class, I would throw my stuff in the car, head back to Cleveland. I would work Friday, double Saturday, double Sunday. And Friday wasn't technically a double because the hours they were open. But I was getting... 35 38 hours in three days yeah so i was still working full-time in three days and hitting the road and then doing school full-time right and everybody else is like man i just i can't i can't work more than six hours six yeah see i know a lot of people that have worked a ridiculous amount of hours uh specifically like especially for less than you should yeah because if if you were obviously if we were making what we should, then you wouldn't have to work as much. So I've had this conversation. I feel like too, like if I got paid more and I've passed up on opportunities multiple times that would pay more than I was making, mm-hmm. because I'm not interested and like I have to be <clears throat> invested right to do that because it's my time. Right. And if I just hate it the whole time, it's not really worth the money for me. Right. So I've passed up on that, and somebody said, "Well, look, you would only have to work one job." You'd have so much more free time. I probably would still work two or three jobs. All right. So if I hit the lotto, I'm still working. If I, I might, get a billion dollars right now, I would still do my job the same way. I might contradict myself on what I just said because it's okay. With you saying that, um when I got to where I work now, um <clears throat> had no interest in doing my specific job. Um now that I've been doing it for a few years. I do like my job. Um, I do show up. No. You know. <laughs> no, you take ownership of it and you kill it. Like right. Um, but that's also like a part of just like my mentality. Anything I do, like I gotta be great at it. And I, I just that's yep. just how I am. But at the same time, like just working like the job I'm at now between what I used to work, it was a really big like increase like in, in money per year. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like my secondary job, I really enjoy it. Yeah. So like, why leave if 100%. I can make it work? And you're getting paid doing something you enjoy. Right. And then now people are like, okay, well, now you're just the same because are you? you got this job that you work full time. You got this side job that you now, that you, you know, you work and you made it work and you enjoy it. And now like you're starting a business. 
And I'm like, okay, yeah, well, dreams don't work unless you do. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I love that quote. And, you know, it's, I think it's crazy that they think people like us are crazy where it's like, mm -hmm. you know, why do you work so much? I kind of enjoy it. And like, I have that competitive mindset in me. Like I used to challenge myself so much on hours worked. Like mm. when I say, okay, like I, this is how much I work in a day. If I could do 18, I could do 20. Right. Now if I'm making money while I'm doing it, why not? And like push right. it over time. And like, I can always do a little bit more mm -hmm. all the time. And you know, although people show up to work, that doesn't always mean they give their best Right, best effort. Some people this year for a paycheck. Uh, yeah, but which is fine. I feel like to an extent, a lot of people also complain that they're not making enough money, mm -hmm. but or they're not getting the promotion. They're not doing. They're not getting offers that they think they should be. Yeah, but they're not showing that work. Like if you right. want to be a team leader or a manager or whatever the title is in your you know right. craft, you have to show that work and show that you're already capable of doing that before. Right. You can't have in your mind like, oh, like I should be doing that. Exactly. But not already, you know, taking the steps to show initiative and do it. Right. That's how it was for the uh, my second yeah. job for the Indians for me. Um, when I came in, I had only worked the last month of the season. When I came back, I was a supervisor. Yeah. And everybody was like, man, like how do you only work, you know, for a month and become a supervisor? I was like, well, it's quite simple. Like they gave me a brand new gate that nobody else knew how to run, and I made yeah. my bitch look at my month versus your month <laughs> right <laughs> and you know the season actually the same season i worked there you know he was he was telling me the same thing hey when are you coming back mm -hmm. and uh you know some people i, I work with was getting mad because like i took you know this much time off because my job was busy enough at that time right. to work too and he's like, how do you get promoted when you have been there in two and a half months I gave, you know, <laughs> everything I had for those first couple months yeah. and literally in training when they were training me, mm. I was hitting them back with new ideas on how to do things differently. Not because right. like I didn't, I didn't like, I wasn't disrespectful. Right. I'm like, Hey, but like, if you guys do this differently, just because of my experience. Right. And he took it that way. and was like, yeah, like, you know, either we're already working on that, right. but great, you know, mm -hmm. insight just noticing the fact that we could do this better right and like i would never be disrespectful and say hey, you're just doing it wrong oh yeah because you're trying to teach me so I, i'm here to learn right but you know why not give good ideas back right and although i wasn't there very long i still was invested you know if i'm gonna do something my name's on it right we're, we're going hardcore absolutely and uh i just think a lot of younger people don't have that i asked a kid one time to go it was passed on to me to pass it on to somebody else and i picked probably the best person at the time with mm -hmm. who I had to do this job. And when you're younger, you get jobs that are probably a little bit more shitty than other jobs. Go clean these walls. You only had to clean three sides, three walls yeah. of the room because of the way it was, this side was open. Right. Go clean these walls. These ones are pretty bad. I was, you know, no phone policy. Don't be on your phone, anything like that. But I said, <clears> hey, listen, <throat> as long as you're not listening to anything vulgar, I don't really care. Have your music on low. If somebody comes in, obviously turn right. it down. But if it's just you there, because we're super slow, go ahead, listen to your music, do your thing. Right. I'm giving you like a couple hours. Yeah. Like the, it's not a huge room, not big walls. Right. Just I'm giving you time. Like I'm trying to work More with you on the fact time. that I'm asking you something that's probably not like desirable to do. Yeah. But like it needs to be done. I saw him take the cleaning stuff over there and he came back in less than 10 minutes and he started doing something different nowhere near the bathrooms i said sir um 
what do you need? Like, are, are you looking for n- new cleaning materials? Did you not have what you needed? Like, I gave you everything you needed. Right. He said, oh, no, I'm done. I, I said, done, like D-O-N-E or dumb? He said, there was just a little <laughs> dust over there. I just wiped it off. And <laughs> he's like, what? And I was like, okay, let me let me be nice. Um, You're done. Like, you're done with everything. And he said, yeah, I'm done with everything. And I was like, so if we go look. All three walls are spotless. Mm. He's like, well, no, I only did the one part of the one wall. The rest of it was disgusting. Hmm. <clears throat> that wasn't why he was there at all. <laughs> Young man, I-, I sent you there to clean the walls to make them not look disgusting. Mm-hmm. And you left it because they were disgusting. Like That makes no sense to me. And then I ask, why am I not a leader? So like what... <laughs> I, what happened? Like, oh, I walked away. I had to go go well, talk to myself okay. for a little bit. <laughs> I had to say to me what I was going to say to him because it just it didn't make sense. And then when I came back, I found a nicer way to say it. And listen, that's the whole point of you being there. I don't need you to clean what's clean. I need you to clean what's not clean. Like, think oh, of you're so nice. a guest experience when they come in. When you're they so say, nice. hey, that's gross, it should be clean. It shouldn't get to the point where it's that dirty. Like, that should have been cleaned ahead of time. So now we're going to keep it up to par you know, going forward. No, oh, you're a teacher. You're very nice. I have to be. You know how many people I done sent home? I'm like, yeah. you know what? Actually, because when you send people home, I couldn't leave on time <laughs> when I worked with you. I was like, I was you like know, can, can I leave like at the end of the game? Oh, no, we just sent six people home. Two of them didn't have a belt. Let me go home. When I became a supervisor, it's not like I had nothing to prove, but I feel like nobody took me seriously because... I was the youngest supervisor there and I was only there for like a month or so. So yeah. I felt like you weren't about to like come in here. Me. Yeah, you weren't about to come in here and do something that I'm not allowed to do. Like f- so for a while, obviously, we weren't allowed to wear like earrings and stuff. Right. And I love my earrings. Um, even though I buy them at the gas station. Don't judge me. Okay. My cubits, your chronos for $5.99 are great. Okay. Bling bling. <laughs> Ow. But like if I can't wear my gas station earrings, you can't wear your gas station earrings. Exactly. If you tell me, well, I don't know what you want me to do with them, then you know what? Keep them in your ear, look at them on your way home. You can go. Like I'm cool. Like I'm not. Mm-mm. I just imagine all about the measurements. Like, <laughs> just the profile. <laughs> Alan Iverson earrings. Bling bling. Like I just, I did. I don't know if I just, I felt like I didn't have time for it because oh, everything else I was dealing with. Or I get it. And I think the other. I guess a, a difference between like where you were that new person versus like me being that new person. Mm-hmm. I had a younger crowd. Yeah. Nobody was older than me. So although I was young, they were younger. Right. So at that point, I had to be like that leader. And they already like kind of feared the GM and stuff like that. So they had to have somebody to talk to versus just like shutting down. Right. Right. And then that was before I started coaching basketball. But once I started coaching youth basketball, I changed my ways a lot. And like the way I said things, how I acted and stuff like that. And even even like when Noah was born, Mm -hmm. like I kind of changed how I talk because I know young people. You know, I can talk for five minutes, and if I say one word, that that one word, that's what he's gonna say yeah. <laughs> for the next six it. months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he didn't he didn't hear anything else. He just heard that one word, right. and somehow it just it was you know. And everybody young is like that. They pick up on just that random yeah absolutely. thing you don't want them to. So I try not to do things that are undesirable. Like you know, I, I do cuss, but just not around younger people, stuff like that. Right. So when I teach, it's I try to stay positive. And a bunch of people at work the one time, they were uh, they're being really negative. They're talking shit about people. 
And I was like, look, like, you know, everybody's coming from a different situation. I was trying to explain to them and like keep right. that positive. They're like, we just, you're, you're too positive right now. We just need to like vent, be negative for a minute. Can you walk away? I was, I've never been kicked out for being positive. <laughs> Do not call me for the rest of the night. You're on your own. Manager Mike is not here tonight. Yeah, but, I feel like uh, sometimes it's like that. But um, so I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same idea, spinning it a little different. How do you feel about participation trophies? And I'm not talking, you know, first, second, third, gold, silver, bronze. Like, just in general, 10 teams participated and everybody gets awarded for that. How do you feel about stuff like that? Okay, so when you say participation trophies, are you giving trophies just for showing up? Yeah. So it's a little different when it comes to I feel like youth sports. Um, I want honest opinion. That's fine because I have my opinion, but I want to hear yours. We'll kick it back and forth. Well, yeah. You know. So it for me, it's a little different when it comes to youth sports because um, your mama done paid this money and she gonna drop your ass off, and that's gonna be that because we ain't gonna be late because you wanna fiddle diddle around. No, I didn't pay this money. I'm gonna drop you off. Or I need I my hour. They don't piece. use words like fiddle diddle. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm coaching, so, <laughs> get your ass in the car. Right. We ain't fiddle diddling nothing. Well, you know, I'm just trying to be broad, straight, extra to everybody. Head and broad it, but <laughs> ain't fiddle diddling nothing. All right. So <laughs> I feel as though, you know, for youth sports, like if you get a participation trophy, like, all right, your mama made sure you was there. Maybe it should go to the parents. I don't know. Right. Pizza party for them. Keep the kids at home. We all, yeah. But if, you get like a, a a trophy, you know, for participation that's like specific for something like you improved on or did during like the season. So if you start off as like uh, most improved and stuff like that, yeah, okay. Like I feel like those are like you no know, specificity, you know, participation trophies if that's a thing. Specificity. Shout out to Miss Lloyd. Mm. Back oh, in I high school, Lloyd. back in Man. high school, that English four teacher Miss Lloyd, she. Every, every, every time <laughs> we had a paper to write, you had to be precise, but precise wasn't the word yeah. you had to use. <clears throat> specificity. specificity. Yes. I have not heard that word in the last eight years. It never left me. I don't know why. I've been but... <laughs> out of high school longer than that, but I think it's been about eight years since I heard that word. Continue. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like, so, I mean, just a regular participation trophy, like, okay, if you're, you know, three, four-year-olds playing soccer, like that's Okay. They just want like something. I think okay, that's that's a little different in general. Three, four, they don't even know what they're interested in yet. So right, I I, I respect that. So like when it comes to so like Noah plays soccer or whatever, everybody got like a medal. Like hey, you guys did great because they right. don't quite understand right what's going on on that level, this, that, right. and the other. Uh, as they get a little older, it's like all right, you can do you know maybe MVP like a most valuable player. Yep. Should everybody get a trophy? Yeah, depending on the age, the you know maturity, the, the right. sport, just any other group, maybe not. Um, so, I, I guess like three and four is so young. Like a lot of three and four year olds aren't even like playing basketball. They're walking, they're doing stuff. They're not playing basketball, soccer, baseball. Like right, but there are so many programs for kids just to get that up, age. No, no, I know for them to like, hey, so, go do something, quit yes, tearing yeah, up my yeah, damn yeah. house, <laughs> <laughs> release the energy. Yes, right. So like at, at that age group. I'm open. 
I'm not going to take a side there, but like I've coached as young as third grade basketball. Mm. And like we've been in the championship so where third grade is what, eight years old? Yeah. Okay. So we've, the two times in four years we went to the championship, we won one, we lost one. Right. And so the winning team gets a trophy, mm. like winner, and the, the losing team of that game gets a runner up trophy. And then no other team gets the trophies. Okay. That sounds to kind of mix in, I guess, like some acknowledgement of you know, work ethic altogether, mm. they do give, um, like, honor roll, merit roll, they give the academic awards. Okay. So, at the, like, you know, championship games happens, they have this ceremony for the winning team, then the losing team comes mm-hmm. up there, they get the running up trophy, and then they give all the academic awards because they're still working hard, you know, right. student athlete teaching them both, which I think is good. Yeah. They don't do, like, most improved or stuff like that. I know the NBA will do, like, six player, six man of the year. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, I just don't think that all the other teams should get it. And maybe, you know, at that age it's wrong because there's no coach. The, the coach isn't good enough, like all that stuff. But, I mean, I've also had a team with a lot of potential that just didn't work hard. Yeah. you should. They show up to practice. We get them an hour a week, and they just – they're all over. And they're kids. I understand that. Right. But there's also kids their same age that they lock in, and this is what they want to do. And I think the message when you just give everybody a participation trophy is like, hey, like, you're gonna get rewarded mm-hmm. if you show up and do nothing, right? You're like you're, oh, don't worry. Like you're still gonna get, you know, that raise. You're still gonna get. Oh, you're you're still gonna have a job next year. That's what's wrong with the youth generation. <laughs> right, they show right. up and get a paycheck, right? <laughs> and they don't do shit, right? So like you're 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 just gonna be present and like right. Showing up's half the battle, and there there's quotes that I kind of agree with, yeah. But like when I show up, I'm there, right? So like. I think showing up half the battle like that for me, that quote is like when I, I couldn't do homework at home. So when I was in Toledo and I, we had two feet of snow, I would walk to the library and everybody's like, you're an idiot, but I can't work here. This is not a work environment for me. Right. This is my like relaxing, doing dumb shit, hanging out with the fellas environment. Right. I'm going to turn on bad boys too and just chill. <laughs> right. And we're probably <laughs> drinking. Right. Right. Or I can walk to the library. It'll take me 30 minutes longer than it should. Yeah. And, but when I'm there, I'm there for three hours and I'm locked in and I'm doing my homework. Right. Knock out all my quizzes, study, do everything I have to do because I don't want to walk back right away. Absolutely. So, like, I'm going to stay here and I'm make it productive. Right. So, like, for me, showing up is half the battle is, like, I showed up plus I'm going to do something. Not, right. well, I clocked in. Like, you know, I don't understand why they're mad that I'm not meeting my quotas or deadlines or not doing anything. And I, I just think, you know, rewarding everybody after a certain point age-wise, and I'm not going to give that number. It's just, right. I think, you know, giving those participation trophies to everybody, it just is holding them back because then they're yeah. entitled later. No, absolutely. You know, well, why is it so hard to find a job? You know, 10, 15 years ago, not everybody had a college degree. So mm-hmm. now they're they're pushing it, but everybody has one now. 10, 15 years later, everybody's regretting that degree. And right, <laughs> we paid all this money. How are you going to get that job now? Because you right. are equal. Your resume is now equal with everybody else. Yeah. So what are you going to do with it? And like, I don't use my degree right now, but I got a job right out of college. Right. That like I have room to grow and stuff like that. But exactly. it's not even in the field that I just studied for, you know, for five years. Right. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, I'm okay with that, by the way. Like, I'm okay with the fact that like I think everything happens for a reason. So the fact that I'm not in that same field, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Well, I feel like you also, college is, is an experience that I feel like everybody has to 
at least, you know, try a little bit, do something, go here, go there. You went yeah. like the top tier of the thing by going away to college because that's, excuse me, that's a big toss up when you graduate high school. It's like, OK, yeah. well, you know, I got scholarships. I can go to this school. I can go to this school. I can go to this school. But do I want to go to way to school? Do I want to come, you know, Stay be here, yeah. far enough away to where I can come home when I want to come home, but still like go away when I want to get away? Yeah. Do I want to go to school on the other side of the country? Well, I don't want to see my parents for a while because they get on my damn nerves. Um, when I went to school, I didn't have a car, so it didn't matter where I was at. I just was there. Right. <laughs> I could have been downtown and be like, mm. <laughs> like for me, I felt as though when I went to college, I had to stay closer to home because of I I had stuff I had to do. Like right. I had, you you know, had family issues. Yeah. I had stuff I had going on. Like I just I had to do it. So I didn't get to experience like the, you know, going away portion. Right. But at the same time. I had friends like you who went away that I could, you know, rent a car for my job at the time and jump so in the car and boogie on down the road. <laughs> like, Absolutely. So it, it, um, it's just a, so like people's preference, whatever, you know, participation trophies, it's almost like a segue that would lead you through, you know, like making that judgment call is going to literally yeah. set the tone from for the rest of your life pretty much like i just high school college jobs all that i mean so like we just had josh and i we just coached a playoff game with a team that very like they they obviously should have been the championship team this year in the age grade mm-hmm. age range and he called it from like the second day of practice he's like dude this team 100 percent. and you know as they grew it was like okay like the other teams have great players, like right. no knock on them at all. Right. But if these kids put in the work, like a fourth and fifth grade team, mm-hmm. we have a third grader on that team. His dad didn't want him playing down to his age group. And, you know, he wanted to play him up. So we have him on fourth and fifth grade. And, you know, he, he's great at basketball, but then he's still an eight-year-old in the mindset. So sometimes like, Maturity level. He was like just shut there. down, and we had to, you know, take the ten minutes <clears throat> and just talk to him. Yeah. And we really didn't have a problem with doing it. It wasn't like, oh, like here we go again. Right. It, it wasn't one of those situations. It's just like, hey, listen, like we're instilling, you know, his future in this. Right. And like as a coach, it's more than just the game. It's mindsets. You know, if you're you're coaching a young group of men and they see a bunch of girls walk by how are they going to respond to them right are they going to be respectful disrespectful like that matters grades you know right how they act i never thought mind you like as a coach that's not getting paid for this job like it's 100 volunteer we just love the sport we're doing it right and like i've had so many parents walk up where i think my first fear of being a coach was you know, the parents are going to question our decisions all the time mm-hmm and that didn't really ha- happen one time. That otherwise never really happened. And the parents would bring their kids to us and be like, hey, listen, they got in trouble at school today. Can you talk to them? They value your opinion mm-hmm. more than other people's right now. And they're not listening to <clears throat> us. That makes sense. And it was almost like being a co-parent. And I, It's like a mentor kind of thing. I had to get used to it, but I was okay oh, with it. Oh, dumb. Next time, can we get some more comfortable ass, Jada? Because I got a lot of ass here. And better start asking somebody to uh, create us an account on the line. We got to call Wayfair or something because all this ass, my ass got to shift. It hurts. (laughs) You told me you you was growing this morning. (laughs) 
find out your body was growing. <laughs> I was growing as a person, but you know, all right, we're gonna reach out to Wayfair for something. I don't know. Get some cushion on Amazon or something. Well, I, I got Send a 30 day Prime membership. Send a chair. That's how to say. Send a chair.com or something. Hey, just find somebody that's got comfortable chairs that has like a 45 day program where we can send it back if we don't like it. That's cool. Every 45 I mean, days, we can you just buy borrow one, it I once a week. <laughs> you, you buy one, I buy one. Like, I got different names. That works. I got about three, four names yeah. I can put it under. So just let me know. Say that'll work. I get different chairs all the time. Right. right. And then we'll give reviews. We got you. <laughs> You should not buy this shit. Dan Marino <laughs> should buy a car pay. just like this. Not this one. <laughs> Tear this one up. So these parents, when they're confiding in you and, and you know, trusting you to be like, hey, can you, you know, say something to my kid, this, that, and mm-hmm. the other? Like, obviously, you place, you know, a value on that. It's like, okay, you know, absolutely. Like, I'm here. Like, we're doing work. Right. Like, let's, let's get this together. So when you see, you know, improvement or non-improvement like are you like checking back in with the parents oh, and like, hey you know i'm you know 100%. doing what i can here like how's he doing at home like is everything oh, you know get oh, better yeah. like because, what's going on because i can't see those things right so i know how he is at practice mm-hmm. and you know i can base that a little bit but if we just went based on practice i wouldn't have known he just got in trouble at school you know last week so and i always do it in front of the kid too right like little challenge. Hey, how's he doing in school? Just so, you know, I mean it genuine mm-hmm. question, hundred percent. And I want to hear what the parent says back. Right. So now we're all looking at each other. Hey, how's he doing in school? Is he getting in trouble? Is he doing this, 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 whatever. Right. Right. Nope. It stopped. Okay. We'll see what we can do. So when you address said parent, this, this one generational question, when you address said parent, do you call that parent by their first name or do you like Miss Parker? Miss Parker, <laughs> I'm one of those, mind you. I have two teams mm-hmm. of ten people, so that means that's twenty parents per team. That's about forty people, ma'am. Yeah, 100%. ma'am, <clears throat> sweetie, sweetie, come here. <laughs> I did one of those things like if you were right here, like I make sure we're straight in front of each other and I start talking, but I don't start off with the how's he doing. I'm like, hey, 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 <laughs> oh, cool. how's he doing? How's he doing? I haven't had this issue with the parent yet, but I've had to talk to people with the the lazy eye, so I gotta make sure they are <laughs> focused in on me. But I make sure. Hey, how's he doing? We can talk about that on here, can we? <laughs> you remember the band teacher in high school? <laughs> oh, I can. Oh no, we not. We ain't gonna say his name. We <laughs> not gonna, gonna do his that. Name, but he had water in his eye though. He used to yell at me all the time, but I didn't know he's yelling at me. And then he get mad that I didn't know. I know. It I was wasn't rough. even trying to be rude. It was rough. I was like me, and then he wouldn't say anything. So he never knew I was in his class. <laughs> the I sat on that side. <laughs> He said my name. I say, yeah. <laughs> that was it. That was one of those weird situations where, like, uh, he wanted me to be in jazz band because mm-hmm. I had such talent playing. Okay, participation Did trophy he? type situation. <laughs> I couldn't read music. I was drumline all the way. Oh, like, man. I learned by watching other people on the trumpet, and I could play the song, mm-hmm. but I was not reading the book. If you turn the page, I wouldn't even know because I never looked down. I could play the song 100%. <laughs> Yeah, you so learn by ear. Every time we did the test, I would play the same song. He's like, oh, no, we should like probably move to the next level of something. No, nope. I like this one. Nobody else is playing that song, and how, how am I supposed to do it? That's kind of how I did. I mean, I I taught myself how to play piano. I still want to learn. I got two songs I need to learn. Oh, it's sexy. When you learn how to play piano, oh, it's sexy. So some, something about it is just... It's just... I feel like I have the 
Yeah, but you gotta, you know, know where your hands and stuff is at when you do that. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, the, I mean, the keyboards aren't so big right here, but piano, uh, yes, is. But you know, I taught myself how to play piano. Um, and then in high school, we had like that one semester where we had a, some this random keyboard piano class or whatever it was, or choir. I think it was choir, and it was, the lady was like, "Hey, do you guys want to learn choir or piano?" And everybody say, "Uh, piano. We right. ain't singing nothing." So. Right. Like we learned, like she taught us, like you know the basics and the chords and stuff. And I, I always just ran with it. But like I learned to read music, and I think it took me maybe like two weeks to learn how to play a what's that song by Casey and JoJo? All my life. Yeah, that one. That's like either the, that or crazy. The, the intro to that. Yeah, yeah, it took me like two weeks oh, to learn how to play that. It might be crazy. No. Oh, that's all my life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you love us! <laughs> <laughs> they played that when uh. Come play it prom. right now. They played that when I won prom king. Yeah, you was prom king, wasn't you? The, the, yeah, but it's funny because I, I didn't think I was popular at all. Man, like <laughs> I was, I was Pedro requesting you votes. Was, I told, arrive, I was at the door. Like, when I first seen you in the last podcast, <laughs> you was a unicorn. <laughs> like, like I, it wasn't meant to be, and I, somebody might have rigged the votes, but. It happened. I just I did not expect it. Yeah, that was dope though. I was at the door like vote for me. Say I was vote very for happy. Pedro. That wasn't my kind of scene at all. I wasn't trying to be that person in high no, school. I just remember the, the hard ass biscuits and winning prom king. That's I was so mad we paid for that. Yeah, I mean it's his experience though. Like, yeah, I could have paid my nana to make collard greens or something. That's a nana. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want that mess. I, no, I mean. I wasn't there for the food. It was just the experience, you know, in and out. Yeah, it it was it was a good time. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Probably. I rented a car for that. Oh, that shindig! Like, I mean, I we we, we worked dope. hard to be there back to work ethic. We worked hard. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, we sixteen, seventeen years old, graduated high school in three years with honors. Yeah. Was that what we worked for? Maybe not, but we worked hard, and you know, we deserved like a little something. Yeah. So, you know, I'm there. I get it. I think a lot of people don't realize. Like, I had a conversation with somebody yesterday, you know, about high school and how hard we had to work and this, that, and the other. And it was like, why would you go to high school on the east side if you live on the west side? I say, well, that's very simple. I mean, I got out of school in three years instead of four, um, but at the same time, I was in school like. When I got to high school, I was like, oh, man, I know I'm going to just get out at 2.15 every day. Like, this whole 3.45, 4 o'clock for elementary school, like, this is not working for me no more. Until we got out at 3-something. <laughs> at 3.45. And then I still, we still had an hour and a half commute back to house. I, I, well, see, yes, but my second and third year, I wasn't getting home until, like, 7 or 8. I had basketball practice. Yeah. So, like, I was there. We had work study. Girls played basketball before we did. We only had one gym. Yeah. So, like, they would do their, work, uh, you know, practice and all that first. We'd be in work study right. or doing, you know, study hall, I guess they call it. And doing that, I wasn't getting home till late. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's, it's also crazy to think that, like, our parents trusted us to do that back then. Because, like, the world we live in now, like, I'm not trying to, like, spoil my kids. But at the same time, like, it... I'm not gonna say it's not as safe as it was because obviously the world's always been a crazy place. Yeah, but, but it's just it's people are on edge for everything now. It's a different world that we live in right now. There's yeah. too many things that have happened, too many things that have transpired. And I'm sure our parents at a certain point felt the same way, and their parents felt the certain, you know, hundred percent. 
and I have the, I don't know if you have it, it's called the Citizen app. And like, See, that would worry me. That <laughs> would get, worry me. So I get like notifications like, hey, so-and-so's nearby this and I don't have like three friends on it, but yeah, it, see. Yeah. It, and it, it's not even like existent in Toledo. <laughs> Nobody reports there. <laughs> so like Ashley gets all the stuff around here, but I don't get this stuff like with her. She's like, yeah. I hear sirens. Yeah, see, no, mm -mm, I can't get a notification <laughs> on my phone like, hey, this offender just turned down your street. Well, where are you at then? Like, you can turn those ones off. I just get, the, <laughs> I get the shootings. That's all I get. Yeah, see, I don't want them either. Like, I heard it. Body found. All right, it, it was okay when it was like 1.5 miles away. I got a lot of those, mm -hmm. but the, I got one man showing a gun uh, 300 feet away. I was at the front. I was like, "Well, shit." Can you reply on that? I'd be like, "Should I get mine?" I was, I was, I was trying to remember how far, like how how long is the average front yard? Like, is that like thirty feet? I was like, "What about ten yards?" Yeah, that's how I had to imagine take about to get shot. <laughs> I need to know where was he at. I don't see him. But yeah, I mean, it's just oh, worrisome a little bit. But I don't even think like there's no safe zone. Everybody's like, "Oh, like just you know, move in this area." Like bad things can happen anywhere. Yeah, accidents happen. Absolutely, absolutely. I just feel like it's, you know, it's it's hard to raise like my kids in the world that we live in now, just because there's so much more that I have to try to prepare them for, mm -hmm. and it's a lot more than what we had, which is, you know, I feel like we grew up with our parents working all the time, like nonstop. Yeah, like that's why. They trusted us to go, you know, hour and half away. So, well, I'm gonna be at work anyway. Yeah, like, I'm gonna get your cell phone. Call me. I had a teacher. Uh, I think it was Miss Forrest. You remember her, the business tech? Oh, she ain't play. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, all right. So <laughs> she thought she didn't, but she hit me the one time. She was like, "Yeah, like you keep messing up." She's like, "You gonna go home? I'm gonna be there. Like I'm be sitting there eating dinner with your mom." I was like, "Dude, my mom gets home so late, she don't make dinner." <laughs> it's like if you can convince her to make something, though, something with it. Is. it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's not that she just wouldn't cook. I was like, dude, by the time she gets home, like she's tired. Like, yeah, I might say it's different. We grew up with like a, a like it's working like, parents. Like, you're gonna be hungry too. You better get something on the way. Get like, that pizza. My dad worked second shift, so he was going from two to eleven. Yeah, and then he worked all the way out in Bedford. So I mean, he wouldn't get home till midnight. Yeah, and my mom worked at the airport for like two or three different companies because it's just a hustle. Yeah, <laughs> like my dad, my elementary days. He worked third shift, so I don't even remember the hours. I was too young. I want to say like nine at night until like seven in the morning, mm -hmm. but he was seven days a week. Yeah. Like for the company he worked for, he was a supervisor, and he was third shift, set 12, 7. Oh, it was, all right, 12, 7. Uh, it was like nine to nine. I saw him the other day, by the way. He's in the front yard selling something. I don't know. <laughs> still, still hustling. <laughs> Always hustling. Still hustling. But like, again, that's just back to like the work thing, like, what do you want out of it? And like, you know, what are you willing to put in? And I think right. that was one of my, one of the two biggest lessons I had grown up. One, when in Rome, act like a Roman. Mm -hmm. If you're at somebody's house, you know, be respectful to what they have going on. They open a beer, you open a beer, same thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> when I was growing up, it was more so like, hey, if the shoes are off at the door, shoes right. are off at the door. Like some houses are like that. Some of them are, hey, no, it's fine. Right. Whatever it is, when you're in Rome, you know, that's how you act. So are you talking when you walk into a room like you speak to everybody in the room? Yes, but it was also based on levels. So some of my family members didn't understand that. They're not welcome everywhere. So, you know, back in the day, I'd walk into a room, especially around holidays, and my mm -hmm. grandmother would be the farthest person in the room. 
kind of like granny, a granny, Darius or so. And I would walk past everybody, talk to her first, and then work my way back. And nobody said anything to me. Mm-hmm. Now I also have other family members who are pretty close who would say hi to everybody else and then never acknowledge her. Mm. That that's that was never the case. Like, yeah, I would, like, again, I would walk past people. I would excuse me, who, right, nudge you, whatever. But they understood when I came back. Why yeah. there was never a question about it. She got seniority, hundred percent. Yeah, I I just had a conversation with somebody about that too, and uh, yeah. even if it's like you don't know everybody, or you're not that comfortable with everybody. Hey, how's everybody doing? Right, you know, right. you got to address everybody when you walk in the room. Yeah. I don't care if you don't like them or whatever. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey guys, how you doing? How you doing? You know, you know I like you, but hey, you got nice shoes on today. Right. Thank you for showing up. Thank you know, just thank you for showing up. You had to come. <laughs> you had to be here. Your now. mama had to drop you off. <laughs> now, yeah. No, absolutely. No, oh, I just it's a respect thing, hundred percent. Yeah. So, do you feel like the younger generation? Um, I know, like, around like work ethic and stuff. Younger generation has like that same respect and. No, because I don't feel like they do either. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, I think everybody and I I follow like motivational speakers who go back and forth on this. And, you know, the technology is kind of a killer on that because, you know, people hang out in a room with, you know, hey, let's get five of our friends. Let's go hang out and then all sit on our phones. But we're going to send each other the shit on social media that we're looking at. So Speaking of that, let me see you just TikTok. No, <laughs> right, just like... <laughs> right. You see that TikTok I just sent you 10 seconds ago? Like, right. no. like me. So when I go out, you know, with people, I don't really want to be on my phone the whole time. That's for playing touch And, games. okay, but that's, that's like, for us thing. And, like, hey, like, what do you want to hear? Here's this, whatever. But, like, you know, why be out if you're not going to socialize and just kind of get that, like, bond going? Right. And I feel like so many people are just always stuck in that like little vortex and it's sense. hard to respect everybody when you don't even acknowledge that there's people around you. Right. Right. No, that makes sense. I feel like you had people to be like, yeah, you didn't say, Hey, to such and such. Well, they put that they was here and I liked it on Facebook. Like, you They said, must what? know, <laughs> they must know that blue is my favorite color. And I like the fact that this was puffy here. And right. it's like, you didn't say any of that. You hit the like, and they just assume that everything. No, like you got to talk to people. You got to, you know, show respect. Hey, like how's life going? Acknowledge the fact that you even know who they are. You right. remember what's going on. Right. We talked last week. Follow up. Yeah. You know. That's not thing younger generation don't do. They do not follow up. And I think I, I've seen like plenty of pictures, memes, and stuff like that where it's like, you know, I, I've seen one where it's like husband and wife laying in bed, but they're like facing the opposite ways, and they're both mm-hmm. on their phones, and it's like. The, this person may not be here or like parent grandparent this person may not be here in five years right and you're gonna wish you weren't sending stupid tiktoks the whole time that you you could have been spending this valuable time with this person like absolutely especially the older generations like while you have them because i don't have any grandparents left anymore they have stories and they just want to tell you and they're valuable oh nana they can teach you yeah tell you a story cry in the first six seconds then laugh and then cry again yeah that's real. And like, she doesn't want to see you have to go through that same emotional roller coaster. Right. So she's telling you what happened. And once they get to a certain point, cause like, I feel like I've been, I've heard stories from my grandmother before. And then like five, 10 years later, it kind of shifted a little bit where mm-hmm. she was like, okay, I was probably wrong here. 
but this is what I did and I meant it. Right. And like, I mean, shit, I've heard her call the whole family dumb before. She's, she's, she's been a pistol at times. Yeah. And then later on, she thought back and, you know, I probably wouldn't have done this this way, you know, learned from it. Right. Don't do this. And she would, she's old school. So she hits you with a lecture. She grabbed your hand. She'd be like, all right, Mike, she only grabbed two fingers. <laughs> and when she did that, three hours later, you were not getting those fingers back. She's about 90 years old. You were not getting those fingers back because she had stories to tell you. And that was valuable. And like, I never, I never tried to pull away, but mm-hmm. I just I would try to wiggle. I'd be like, all right, I can't. Okay. Like we're here. Dude, remember that one time I asked granny about uh, the Bible? You made the comment. It was, I was there it was 2012, and you made the comment the world was about to end like December 12, 12, like 12 to yeah, 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she is very religious and went into a two hour spiel. And She's I laughed. Drake, now you listen here. I knew <laughs> he was learning. And absolutely, she, she let him know. Oh, Granny, God rest her soul. She let me know, absolutely. For hours. That's okay though, because sometimes you, I feel like you need that. I act, at one point I actually asked the question because like I'm not super religious, wasn't brought up that way, but I had questions. Ooh, well, I brought up Baptist. Well, I had questions, and she, to the best of her knowledge, gave me as much as she could, and you know I I set myself up for it, but I was okay with it. like I knew what I was getting into, and right. you know I'm st- even right now I'm not religious, but like if I have questions I ask, and so not to be she was Catholic, right? I, I don't think so. I don't yeah. remember though. I thought she was Catholic. I don't I thought so. Maybe I don't. But I, I was never brought up in church. Like, unfortunately, so, the only times I've really been in a church setting is for weddings and funerals. I've been exposed to two religions in my life: Baptist, Catholic. So Catholics work out way too much when they're doing religious shit. You know something? But let me let me tell you. <laughs> Catholics might work out a lot in that one hour today at church. Baptist got you for five. When, when, when Father say, "Hey, we starting," and you hear that that bunging that thing go off, and then they start singing the songs and whatever, and then they pass the bread and drink the wine and up and down and up and down prayer, this that and the other. Not mocking Catholicism. I'm just saying that's in my mind. It's a step by step thing. With the Catholic service. When we was hung over in church, that's what happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> but Baptist, man, you got to get there at 920. It don't start till 940, but you got to get to 920 because Sister Walker might park in your spot. You don't want to do that because then you got to park in the back and you're going to mess up your good shoes you only wear once a month. And don't let it be Easter because you only wear them once a year. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so you go in that church at 920 and you sit there. And then you congregate with everybody for a smooth 45 minutes. And then everybody realized it's before about, COVID. This was this before, is before COVID. COVID. Uh, you know, the kids would be outside getting uh, honey buns and stuff for the minivans. Dude outside selling snacks out of his van. That was acceptable back then. That doesn't sound suspicious at all. No, not at all. But all the parents <laughs> knew like he was there. Um, hey, creepy Ted. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was fine. Yeah, yeah honey buns. I don't know. <laughs> Safe. Right. <laughs> And then, you know, we had services. So you had like the announcements before you got to the actual service. You had the announcement. That's when they would tell you whoever got that 72 green Cadillac parked in spot number eight. Sister you about to get towed. Sister Walker. <laughs> she parked in the wrong right. spot you parked again. In, you parked in a restricted area. You are about to get towed. Also, when she pulled in, she's like, they knew who I am. Right. 
whoever got that Lincoln in the back that's blue. Back the in the day, they were in the shifter down here. You had to shift up like this. Just oh, man. Do you remember those, those reference points? Yeah, because they I only got like, them for trucks. They're going to they look at me like I'm stupid. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have this or the little dials. Yeah, no. But you had to like pull it and then push. Yeah, yeah you had to slam it up there or else it wouldn't stick. You go get out the car and it still be going. <laughs> but no, like in Baptist Church, it was you had like announcements and then you had uh, a prayer. It was like a, a six hour thing. So you would go to church Ooh. at nine and not get out until two in the afternoon. Like Ooh. there was a reason you would drive past a Baptist Church and you would smell food. It's because like around eleven or noon, like certain sisters would go downstairs and start cooking because everybody had been there all day. So yeah. we gotta eat and give yeah. thanks and you know grace and that. So and some of us got diabetes. But Nana said <laughs> gotta eat. that some of them sisters down there smoke crack and put roaches and stuff in the food. So we had to go. She had our supper at Nana, home. Nana, is this true? Nana knows. Nana, is this true? Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't heard this story, so I need her to talk to me about this. We about to have a little Dixie cup full of wine. Nana was I was a, a diehard church fan. Every Sunday, all the stories, all the Bible verses. I'm not doubting that. It was until just, it was just the, the cooking of the wine. Church became a popularity contest of who got the, who had the biggest hat, who had the nicest clothes. Who was talking about this? It was drama, 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 and it wasn't about the religion no more. So yeah. Nana, quit going. So I think because I just live by movie quotes and remember all this movie shit. I th- just the remembrance of Big Mama's house. Yeah, <laughs> had that, a man Pierce. That is Baptist and Church. And the yeah, the old lady like that was down the street. Like I just I pictured that when you said that first in my mind thought yep. was that. Yep, Hattie May Pierce. Yeah, Hattie May Pierce. That's Baptist Church all day. <laughs> All day. It's, and it's it's quite it's an experience. I will have to say, even when it comes to celebrations, weddings, funerals, yeah, it, it's an experience. You ain't been to a funeral. This is not talking bad, bad about the dead folks, but you ain't been to a funeral until you've been to a Baptist funeral, because the one line that's gonna get beat into your head: "This is not a funeral. This is a celebrate." I've been to one. Like I was with you. It's 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 yep, a been, party. I've been I've been to <laughs> like, one. Yeah, like everybody boohoo's, you know, walking around to the front. But then like they do get on that organ and them drums get to going, and it's a party. Yeah. All yeah. you missing is the wine. We well, <laughs> we don't need him. We're gonna exceed our limit upon people. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I think it, I, it's just weird movie quotes jumping into my head right now, and like you know characters. I feel like. Going from that to what I said to like, you know, the original idea, we need more Medeas in this world. Yeah, do you like, know what Medea stands for? Like, go get it. No, you don't know what Medea stands for? No, I don't think they do either. So, Medea is short for Mother Dearest. I, I feel like I've heard that, but if you know, I didn't know that, like, I couldn't say that I knew it. So, like, Medea is usually like the oldest, much of the damn like, female in yeah. like a, a fam. So, like. Currently, like Nana would be mm-hmm. like Mama Dia, which that's she was something back in the day. She cooled down. Yeah, she calmed down now because nah, she's trying she's to. She's such a sweetheart. Yeah. yeah, but just the whole like get over your shit and go. Like just Man. you know, straightforward. Do your thing. Don't you know? Don't bullshit. I think that's we need more Medias. Probably in this lifestyle we're living everybody's so sensitive yeah, it would definitely help out their work ethic for their lower class everybody's or not so lower class but the generation just the, just the working people and like it doesn't even matter like you know blue collar whatever like executive ceos everybody needs to work harder 
Yeah. You know, you're just working at a different pace. Right. You know, what you what you have to deal with and who you're looking out for. But like, don't be self-centered, just work harder. Yeah. You know. And the other thing is like everybody has to work hard these days. Regardless of your job, like some people have it harder than others. Like, if you're given a hard work task for the day, don't cry about it. Right. Like, I've seen heard people that like legit cry about a task at work. It's it's not that hard. And it's like something they've been doing for years. It's not like something that's outlandish, something that just like you're expecting me to do that. Like right. this, I've never done anything. Like if if you gave me a task that I've never learned anything about that, you know, I'm one of the people that I want to learn. Right. You know, I worked for a company and they were short on people mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, listen, it's a two-guy job to run this monorail crane. He's like, I don't trust you being at the bottom of it, so I'm going to teach you how to operate it, and then I'm going to be at the bottom and guide you how to do it. Okay. I was like, I feel like people get paid a lot of money to do this. He's like, usually, but it didn't happen. <clears throat> I was like, You're right. Yeah. So he taught me how to do it, and it, it was hard. like, Because I know if I hit the wrong button, like, He's underneath this thing. Yeah. 50 feet down. That's kind of how it is with my, my full-time but job. But I operated that shit like, you know, let's do it. And I'm like, I'm always wanting to learn the next thing. But like a task that you've been doing for, you know, five years, 10 years, whatever. Right. If you have, if you're asked to do that task today and you've been doing it already, don't cry that it's too hard. Right. And like, I know adults, like I said before, you know, Sometimes it's not just the kids. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're learning this shit from the adults, whether it be the fact that, you know, complaining will get you somewhere or you should be acknowledged. Like either way, the adults are the ones teaching these young individuals right. that, you know, you, sh- you should still get promoted. Should you? Like you really got to outwork the next person. Right. You know, because you're never going to get where you want to be if you don't. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I say, it's. So don't cry about it, man. Just just go you ahead, just put in the work, it. and everybody's been there, or some are worse, you know. Yeah. Um. You just gotta do it. Just it is what it is. Just push through it. It's gonna be worth it. And if you also give your best foot forward, mm-hmm. try your hardest, show a little like enthusiasm when you're doing it, you might get that next job. You might get promoted, or like you might get noticed somewhere else. Because I think I just carry that energy over. Mm-hmm. To the point where, like, I think it was a couple weeks ago, I got pulled over by a state trooper. And in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm screwed. At the end of it, just because of the conversation I had and, like, how I deal with people, he offered me a job. Yeah. Hey, that ain't never going to happen to me. First <laughs> <laughs> <I, laughs> step out of vehicle, please. <laughs> no, like, I mean... I, I just assumed it was going to be the worst thing ever. And like when he walked away and came back after he ran everything, he's like, <clears throat> yeah. what do you do for a living? How much do you make an hour? I was like, ooh, that's that one. I'm screwed. You can write that on the right. ticket. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you going to take that into consideration right. on uh, things I can't afford? Work minimum wage. That stimmy ain't hit yet. Right. Uh, I can't afford it at the moment. Right. Ain't I will pick shit up on the side of the highway, but I can't afford right. whatever you about to write down. But no, he was like, you know, I think you would make a great state trooper. I'm like, can I be honest? Like, I, I got to ask, like, what out of this encounter? Like, you pulled me over for not doing something right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just the way you talk to people and the way you, like, interact and this and the other. What were you not doing right, Mike? 
But I was a little faster than what they suggested on the sign. Oh, so the sign was just a suggestion. <laughs> oh, they suggested <laughs> that if I was going this speed, it'd probably be all right. Yeah, you didn't like that suggestion, did you? <laughs> I mean, no. I, see, here's the thing. I make that trip a lot, and it's just I was trying to cut the time. Again, I like to challenge myself and do better than the last time. <laughs> Sorry, officer. It's just my generation. It's we just, like to challenge ourselves. It, right. It's just me being a hard worker. I was trying to make it in better time than I did last time. Yeah. I just, well, at least you we know the younger that, right? generation won't get tickets. <laughs> at least we know that. I didn't get the speeding ticket. <laughs> he offered me to hook me up with a recruiter, said I, if I wanted to do it, I could. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Though. And I was so confused, but at the same time, he's like, look, you're super respectful, like, based on the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, he's like, I'm a very good read on people. And I'm not saying he he's wrong. Like, I, I think that was genuine, but, you know, I just didn't see that coming. I thought right. I was screwed. Makes sense. But the whole work hard thing, man, like, just do it. And, like, feel that sense of pride. Like, what's the... If there was like one thing you worked the hardest for, whether it's like tangible, intangible, like you know, you you set your goal to a certain level, and that could be like something you're working on now that you even haven't even like got to where you want to be yet. Because mm-hmm. like I know you just started this company and you're killing it, but you know, is that what you consider like the hardest thing you're working for, or was it you know <clears throat> a position at work, maybe a grade in school? So the hardest thing I would have to say. I'm working for to obtain is, which I know it don't seem like it because I seem like I'm super busy between these couple jobs and these podcasts. You're always busy. You're always busy, but you're still working. You're always working. I'm really trying to attain the whole work family thing. 100% respected. Um, It's very, very difficult to try to be successful and also be present in the family. hundred percent. And it's, but I try to make it a point work life balance to be there as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. That's why like a lot of people are like, Oh man, like you run your business out of your house. Well, yeah, because if my family needs something, I'm 10 six, steps away. Yeah. yeah. Like I can go in the house. Yeah. Like, it's no big deal. You got shorter strides these days. It's 10 steps. Yeah, not six. I, don't get no, I told you I grew this <laughs> you morning. <see> right? you? <laughs> Um, it used to be six, it's 10, a little bit shorter, but I get what you're saying. But there was days that I would only see my family. Like when I left in the morning, they were asleep. When I came home, they were asleep. Yeah. And then when I left again the next morning, they were asleep. Yeah. I'd only see them on like a screen during the day or if I, you know, got a chance to go home on lunch during the day. Yeah. And my, my goal is to try to be able to, you know, have my full-time job with, you know, my retirement and the other and then have a business that's going to run itself. You know, I'm obviously oversee it and yeah. make sure everything's doing whatever, but uh, I'm trying to create, you know, this mentality for my kids that, Hey, you can do all this and, you know, still be present. But at the same time, like, here's what I did for you guys. Right. Like, and here's an example of how it works. I'm trying to, I'm not telling you, you know, I'm not doing this saying like, Hey, I built this. So you don't have to work hard. No, you're still going to have to oh, work yeah. hard. And like, that's, that's unavoidable. So I've had the idea conversation, you know, five plus years ago that if I ever have kids, um, and five years ago, it was, you know, I think more relevant, but I was like, yeah, like my kids are going to have a flip phone for the first one. 
And I think now it just gets funnier every year. He's like, well, who wants a flip phone? Like, get that you know, Nokia. You, you, right, you go to Verizon. That was, weren't even flip phones. I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. You get that. That was a little brick with no. Remember that snake game? Yeah. You just had the up, down. Snake in <laughs> the phone where he's like back and forth. Right. But I think, yeah, it's just, they don't need, I, I can't give my kid an iPhone and, you know, there's an expectation that goes back to work ethic. They're too young. It's safety. Yes, hundred percent. You're gonna have a phone. You're gonna be able to contact those people. You need to. Right. But like, you don't need full access to TikTok for thirty hours a day. Like, right. When we, at least when I was younger, I'd be outside all day, every day. Like, if I came back in the house too many to back and forth too many times, it was like, come in the house again. You're staying in the house. And I yeah. thought that was punishment. Right. On a, on a nice summer day, stay in the house. Oh right. no. We used to drink out the hose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let, the best let the water, water ever. <laughs> let the water clear because the first 10 seconds is hot water. Get the spider webs out. After that, you drink it. It's crystal clear water. Right. And it's cold. And it was good. I'm still alive, yeah. you know. And absolutely. we just kept going. And, you know, I don't – I think it's, it's going to be a weird balance because I don't have a kid yet, so it's just me talking. But, like, they should understand technology. I think technology is going to take over the world. Yep. In a good but bad way. You know, there's positive, negatives, everything. But, like, you know, they need to learn the technology because that's going to be a lot of new jobs and facilitation and stuff like that, how you run things. Right. But at the same time, don't forget, like, power goes out. You still have to be able to function in the world. I got 37 candles. Right. I've been waiting to burn them, bitches. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, how, how are you going to communicate with other people? Like, it's just right. not texting. It's not just that like be able to like communicate and like body language is everything be around people and yeah. oh, absolutely you know, be comfortable in the world so like yes. you're just gonna have to like absolutely start that at a young age um so do you feel as though we have gotten our point across about uh work ethic i think if i had to wrap it up um one just just put in the work like if you if you think you could do more and like i think the last game we played it got to, it shouldn't have been as close as it was. And I looked at the kid, I was like, dude, you have like a minute left. I need you to play your heart out. Mm-hmm. And to me, that made sense. And to him, he's like, then I'm going to die. It's like, no, 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 don't take your heart out. It's fine. We got a defibrillator in the next right. room. It's good. <laughs> I need you to play <laughs> as hard as you possibly can because, like, regardless of age, I've been in championship games mm-hmm. and won and lost. But like to look at their faces at the end of a game, and when they start saying, "I should have did this," and like the the first thing you do if you've played sports and you lost in like a big game, championship playoff, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and like the the game ends, you're not on the top of that scoreboard. Right. The first thing you start doing is replaying things that you could have done better. You should have done right. this, that, and the other. What I'm trying to do with you know the young people is teach them. Do that first. Yeah. Put everything on the line so that way at the end of this game, you can't tell me one thing that you should have done. No regrets. So, like, that's me saying leave it all on the table. And, you know, whether that's class, hey, study for, you know, six hours a day. I've had classes that didn't really go my way. I've had to retake classes. I remember one teacher, like, there was a kid in the class. He's like, hey, look, I work, you know, almost full time. And I'm in this class. I did six hours of homework last night, and I'm still not getting it. And the teacher's like, look, if you fail, you can retake the class. Right. And uh, next time you retake it, you'll start off with somewhat of an understanding. He's like, your job is to teach me. They don't tell you this. I'm smooth pay- $900 later. Right. That's $1,000 a class. 
I'm paying you to teach me. You're not even teaching me. And that same teacher, I went to her office hours. Yeah. She didn't show up. She didn't grade any of the tests the TA did. Does that change the fact like that, you know, I could have passed? Right. No, I was good at excuses then. <clears throat> Retook the class with somebody different and I put in the work. Then I started going to a tutor. I started doing things differently. And for me, it worked. Yeah. But I wasn't putting in the same amount of work that that guy said he was when I was complaining. Makes sense. So like, you know, again, just put in the work, you know, and I think anybody that has an influence on somebody younger, whether you're their parent, just a coach, you know, just an older person, that's your neighbor, you know, shooting around, give them a challenge. You know, if you're, I, cause I had the Come kid over and help me lay this mulch down. <laughs> I had a neighbor grab that bag over there. I don't care if you only weigh 90 pounds, pick that 60 pound he, bag. Up. He watched me play basketball a lot and he would like shoot when I was shooting. And like, I think if I could change anything then, now to then, it would be like, you know, make 50 shots before you go in the house. Will it do anything for me? Absolutely not. Yeah. But for you, you're going to try to make 50. And then when you see you can make 50, like 75 seems doable, right? Right. You couldn't do 75 before. Yeah. But like you just kind of like grow. And I, th- I think just like that teaching method will instill in certain people. But if you're not a teacher, at least be a doer. You know, like people... Yeah get influenced by other people being successful. Absolutely. And I've seen kids that were stoners, lazy back in the day. Mm-hmm. And now they're pretty on top of things, but like they had to go through a big change and grow. Right. And start putting in the work. And again, just, just put in the work. You know, if you think you can do more afterwards, do more. Like if you're working out, don't kill yourself. Never, never, you know, go too far and sacrifice too much. Right. But I think sacrifice is required to get to the next level. Anything you're doing, whether Absolutely. it be school, you gotta sacrifice something. work, working out. Like if you want to just, you know, get your body together, yeah. you know, you you're, you're going to have to eat a little better. You're going to have to, you know, lift a little bit more. You're going to have to spend more time in the gym focusing on you. Find you a good gym partner. Like you're not by yourself, but you have to keep pushing yourself. You have to just sacrifice more and do more Yeah, and quit crying about having to work just do better everybody's got to work just do better just just get there and you know it just it i don't know it's some people just cry about it and some people just do it and uh want to give a shout out right now to dj and kimbro from work because they got their podcast going and dj and the, the kimbro they've been killing it working hard shout you out know, shout Kimbrough's out to working them. two jobs dj's working hard he's a parent like he's got a, a, a younger child like here and he's got two kids, but like when I was a little bit younger and he's just going at it. And I've been picking their brains on like how to run the podcast and how to get all this stuff set up. And with no hesitation, they've been helping me out. So if anybody here is a wrestling fan or just want to like, you know, hear a good show, Generations of Wrestling Podcast, he's on YouTube, Facebook. They do live shows 10 times a week, killing it. Spotify, Apple Music, Apple uh, Podcasts, all the stuff he's on all of them. And he, he was a big part of how I got my setup going and everything else, but just watching them kill it and just enjoy it. Like when he comes to work, he's super tired, but to him it's worth it because he's working hard. He's providing for the family and he's doing something he enjoys in a show. And I love it because I'm all about working hard. You know, why not? And to us, this is, it takes work to get there, but just this part of it's not hard because we just we enjoyed talking anyway. So just having a topic to talk about and rant a little bit and get you guys interested, like it's it's all good. 
So again, big shout out Generations of Wrestling Podcast. YouTube, Facebook, give them a like, follow, subscribe, um, comments, this, that, and the other. Any wrestling fans, I recommend this highly. They do AEW, NXT, um, all pay-per-views for WWE, shows, this, that, and the other. And they shoot straight from, shoot straight from the hip. So they're real. And uh, I think their slogan is real talk for real fans because, you know, who wants something other than real? Just straightforward. Let's get at it. And uh, Dre didn't even dismiss himself for this one. Don't know where he done run off to. But, uh, yeah, big shout out to them because they've helped me out with uh, the setup, the lights, the camera, this blue Yeti mic going and splitter, everything we have going on right now. So uh, shout out to them. Oh, he's back. I was told I shouldn't announce when I leave. <laughs> I would just leave. It'd be like a double tap or something. <laughs> yeah, well. But no, I feel like we're at that good point to wrap it up anyway. Um, don't want to be a dead horse, but like I said, do you have any final words on work ethic? Just recommendations. Go do it. Slogans. Dreams don't work hard if you don't. Yep. Um, I think... Uh... If, if I had to say anything, I would just say, you know, never, never think like you can't do something just because it's hard. You miss every shot you don't take. Yeah. Like, you know, it's. Green Westy, Michael Scott. It's one of them things where you just got to, you got to get in it. You got to do it. And then once you accomplish something and once you, you know, uh, gain something that you have worked hard for, like you'll have a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. And once you feel that, the next thing is only this much further. Yeah. So if you're, you know, you want to move up one level at work or you want to bench 10 more pounds or whatever it is, like, or say you want to bench 100 more pounds, you have to add 10, 10, slowly 10. Like you have to work your way through the process. You'll never skip the process. Right. I, I hate when you're working out, especially because like, so many people are vulnerable to this. Here goes your New Year's resolution. Shortcut abs, shortcut shoulders. Here's how you get this in 10 days. You're not going to get this in 10 days. You can't. No. Like, there's no way. Like, you want to be sustainable. You want to have things that last. Put in the work. You know, let everything speak for you. And if you have any real worries on the fact that, you know, oh, this is going to take so much time, that time is going to pass regardless. Are you still going to be at point A or are you going to be at point F or G by that point? Right. You know, the, exactly. the next five years, they're going to go by regardless. Exactly. And anybody that's at least 21 years old knows that time goes by twice as fast when you hit 21. When you hit 25, it's three times as fast. Man. And at 30, I think we're at point eight. Teen times, I don't really like it. Just hey, shouldn't it? She did it twice. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't it? Let me know. Give us a comment and let the people know how fast time goes when you're thirty plus one. <laughs> because it just, as you get older, it goes even faster. Like when I was eighteen, life was in slow mo. We were just enjoying the moment, and then twenty one, I was enjoying the moment, but that moment was like thirty seconds. Yeah. And at twenty five, I was like, shit, I can get a good car, but like if I don't do it now. I'm going to miss vacation. Right. Like, and I, I mean, I'm almost at 30. I ain't there yet, but. Right. Shit. Well, you'll be there before me, so. <laughs> you know, based on dates, yes, soul-wise, I think you are two and a half times past me right yeah, now. I hit 30 a long time ago. <laughs> like, 
if you ain't 75, I don't know what you are. <laughs> um, all right, we're rambling. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, appreciate the follow, listening to us. Um, anything else you guys want to hear, absolutely send our way. We'll be hitting another show next week. Uh, topic is to be determined, but we like to keep it open like that. So yeah, some great. Shout it out to us. 100%. Love you guys. Have a great night. Absolutely.